We teach our children not to lie, not to steal, and not to hit people. I would think that the basic level of morals, that that basic level of morals would be universal, universally applicable, universally laudable. But something interesting has happened in the hero genre has happened. I don't know. I've, I've only been following Tokusatsu for 11 years, specifically Kamen Rider, a little bit of Super Sentai mixed in there. But there seems to be a thing where people enjoy the darker aspects of Kamen Rider or, uh, you know, with shows like Gaim or where people prefer. And uh, I haven't seen these shows mostly because they contain um, partial nudity, uh, the Garo shows, and that's not something I'm interested in watching. Uh, those shows seem to be dark. Um, they have work done by Keita Memia, whose work on Kamen Rider, uh, Zeto, and I think he directed Jay and did monster design for like the Fog Mother or whatever on Jay. Uh, makes me curious about the shows, and other than having seen how beautiful those suits are, I, uh, like I'm done. I, I saw how pretty the suits are. I don't really need to see more of that. It'd be interesting, yeah, but the barrier to entry is a little too high for me because I really don't want to look at certain things or be shown certain things. And, you know, I'm an adult. I can choose to look at what I want. And, uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I was supposed to do one of those cool, smooth transitions that I've done in the past, but I just can't. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One episode 27? I'm pretty sure this is episode 27. Uh... I have lots of problem with, problems with the Matsu guy, but he's a villain. I've realized just in thinking about this episode overnight, because I finished it last night, uh, like early in the evening, uh, that my bigger problem is with Yaiba Yua. And I wanted to like Yaiba Yua. I have enjoyed her as a character. Uh, well, I've enjoyed her, uh, like, different... I've enjoyed different aspects of her character. I've enjoyed her dunking on Isamu. I've enjoyed her... Um, like being clever and sharp. I've enjoyed uh, how tough she is. Uh, that I've enjoyed the fact that in the way, the meta way that she's been treated by the show, uh, she is shot just like any other common writer. Not like a female common writer. She's shot like a common writer. And that's the end of it. And that's a wonderful thing. However, I don't want to let my appreciation for the first main female writer. Uh, cloud my assessment of the character and what she's doing in the show so far because she is acting as morally reprehensible as evil as a Matsugai. A Matsugai has lied. He has uh, defrauded people, stolen things. Um, he has uh, inflicted harm on people and property wantonly and willingly. He has violated all those basic rules uh, that we teach our kids not to do. He is clearly and plainly the villain, or at least he's been aggressing against people, at minimum, uh, for a greater cause. Uh, does that greater cause <laughs> warrant or uh, excuse the things that he's been doing? I would tell you no. Other people might say yes, but I would rather stand on principle and not judge things on a uh, basis of what are the outcomes. I'd rather judge things on a moral basis. Is this the right thing to do or not? If you have moral principles, I think you should stick with them. Uh, 
Anyway, Yaiba Yua has been 100% complicit in everything that Amatsu Guy has done because she's had knowledge of everything that he's done, especially with the Raid Risers and things like that. And I think that's unacceptable. I think that's completely unacceptable of her. I think she is a villain now because of standing by and letting him do these things. And that if she's going to be a heroic character, she needs a redemption arc. She needs to rebel against Amatsu Guy. She needs to um, do something, have agency, which she's a character in a fictional show. Agency has been stripped from her. She even got a look from uh, Aruto in this episode because she uh, apologized to Amatsu Guy when she shouldn't have for speaking out of turn. And it was really weird and uncomfortable. And even Aruto noticed it. And again, like I said, he kind of made a face. And I don't know if she caught that he saw that moment and, and she looked away or what. But there was definitely an exchange that happened between the three of them or the, like with the three of them in that room. And uh, I thought that was good. And I hope that this is the start of her rebellion against Amatsugai and her redemption arc because... Uh, she's in need of redemption for the things that she's done for him and the things that she's allowed him to do and the fact that she's stayed quiet about it this entire time. Now, if she has something against Hedon Intelligence, that's fine. If there's some reason she wants to take the company down to cause the stock to dwindle, whatever, you can be angry. You can have a vendetta against somebody. But once you start crossing the line where you aggress against somebody, uh, that's where I have a problem. And I feel like Common Rider... Uh, would have a problem with you too. And I feel like she is failing to live out the spirit of Kamen Rider. Now, why am I spending so much time talking about uh, Yaiba Yua? Because it just, it really hit me. I wanted to talk about how Aruto instead, how, um, what's it, Ichi, Ichi Kyunosuke? <laughs> I watched Overtime for the first episode, and I watched Genom Corp for the second episode, and they had him as 119 Nosuke, uh, Genom did, and that really threw me for a loop. They did have their second track, which I neglected to uh, turn on, so I'm not going to gripe at them and say, oh, they ruined it, because they didn't. I had the choice, and I just didn't take it, uh, because I figured, you know what, I can live with uh, 119 Nosuke? <laughs> um... And I only think I remember that Ichiku Nosuke was the name, which it's an interesting name. But anyway, kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, well, anyway, I'm not going to go off on a tangent because I wanted to talk about the fact that Ichiku Nosuke, 119, whatever, was so darn heroic, was so great. He embodied the spirit of a common writer. Uh, he embodied the spirit of heroism because he was willing to give up his life to sacrifice because he knew that as a Humagear with his Humagear body, he'd be able to lose the competition by sacrificing his life uh, and enabling uh, Hamura to go ahead and rescue those civilians. And I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It made me emotional. Uh, besides the uh, besides the tension. So anyway, I, I didn't say what I thought about the episode. I thought this was a great episode. There were some parts where it kind of dragged and sagged and wasn't so great. Uh, wasn't up to, you know, what I expect. But honestly, that was probably a few minutes in the middle. And the rest of it was really good. Because we had all that awesome heroism from Ichikunosuke. And uh, I didn't really like, for some reason, Aruto going after the raider. 
Um, it just, I don't know, it just felt kind of funny and kind of tacked on. So maybe that was part of what I didn't like. But another part of, uh, or but then things looped back around and we had the awesome scene where uh, Aruto goes and pulls Ichikunosuke's body out of the burning building. And Yaiba, who thinks of the Humagir as tools, is like, hey, why are you doing that? Why are you showing such kindness to your you know, Humagear employee who is programmed. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm thinking of Digimon. They must be programmed for courage. Um, this, you know, Humagear employee of yours is programmed to give up his life willingly and to sacrifice for you. Oh, I see a possum. How cute. Um, uh, <laughs> they just trundle along. So cute. Anyway, um, yeah, so she's shocked that he would do this grand gesture of getting the corpse, basically, of Ichikunusuke and, uh, you know, kind of honoring it by pulling him out of the burnt building. She's saying, you know, leave it. They'll just, you know, bring the water hoses and put the fire out all the way, and you don't have to worry about that. And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave one of my employees behind. Like, if I did that, I'd... I think he says something like, if I did that, I'd be a bad president and that gives the context for that exchange between her him and Amatsu guy and like not only does it give the context for that but it also shows off that spirit of uh of Kamen Rider because Aruto is embodying that spirit of Kamen Rider by <sighs> seeing people as people seeing this human gear as a person and not as a tool and not as something to be used and disposed of like he honors he gives honor to and I think the spirit of Conrader gives honor to or has a deference for respect for human life um, kind of no matter how superior or inferior it is because I mean Common Rider is a cyborg who is a superior specimen and if you go back to Ichimonji no um, I mean Ichimonji is great but really I'm getting confused. I'm thinking of writer one. If you go to so high stage, which is why am I blanking? Anyway, if you go back to writer one, to to Hiroshi Fujioka, who played him, uh, you know he's supposed to be this amazing specimen, and he's you know beyond normal humans in his regular life. But then Shocker takes him and gives him this exalted body, which is supposed to make him you know. Well, I mean, he is literally superhuman. He's, you know, the cyborg with all these amazing abilities. And yet he always gives deference to the little people, to the common man. And that's what, that's what common right is about. Uh, as much as being, you know, taken and having your body changed and, uh, you know, having the same power source as your villain, it's what you do with that power source. Because your villain, the villain in the piece always neglects always looks down on other people because they are in a different class. Whereas Kamen Rider comes from that same place and knows that they have a responsibility to help those people because of all the power that they have. And, man, that's that's just beautiful. And, and this episode uh, really shows that with Aruto. And then, on the other hand, man, we had Jin facing... Uh, Thouser facing Zaya and like when 
<laughs> when Jinner Hirobi kills him, uh, if they in fact kill him, I won't be mad. All the things that he's done, all the evil that he's done, he's not only aggressed against people, but he's uh, manipulated um, these Humagir, Hirobi and Jin specifically. And I can't, I have a hard time holding them fully responsible when they are Humagir, not because they're inferior beings, but because they don't have the full range of humans and the way that they've lived their lives and been raised and everything. It feels analogous to me, uh, to victims of abuse, uh, who one day kill their abuser kind of out of the blue and they get off <laughs> because it's a, a type of justifiable homicide because, uh, they have suffered so much under this person and they felt like they were imminently in fear for their lives. Cause I mean, if you think about it, what's this guy going to do once he's done with them? And of course I'm not in the, uh, punch a Nazi camp because I think, uh, you can't just go and randomly hit somebody who has bad ideas, bad politics, wants bad things. Sorry, I'm not, uh, I don't think Comrader would be either. And, uh, I think he'd jump in there and protect, uh, you know, one of these, well, <laughs> if I'm a Nazi now, cause I said that he'd protect me from you, uh, Tokusatsu fan. Um, and that's just the truth. And if you can't, uh, if you can't face that, then you need to think long and hard about these uh, hero shows that you're watching. If you imagine that you could actually attack somebody unprovoked uh, because they have, you know, trash ideas, as people like to say. Anyway, uh, the situation of abuse between uh, Amatsugai and Jin and Hirobi is such that I feel they'd totally be justifiable in doing something to him, although he is actively aggressing against people. And, uh, I mean, we saw in this episode even where he destroyed that evidence uh, that would prove uh, just how dirty he is and the fact that he's been supplying, he's been funding and supplying the terrorists and then pretending that he needs to stop them. And then he's been uh, like a cop who yells, he's got a gun, he's got a gun, he's reaching for his waistband, and then does a bad killing. That's what this guy's basically been doing. And I think we can all agree that that's bad and that people who do that type of thing should be held accountable for it. And uh, he's definitely one of those people. So anyway, I don't, I, I'm not like some of these people who think Chin and Hirobi are, you know, innocent and need, uh, and are in need of protection. Like they should probably suffer some sort of consequences for what they've been doing, uh, what they've been choosing to do. But also you have to look at who's been supplying them, who radicalized them, who caused all this to happen. And it was a Matsu guy. He's guilty, plain as day. And I cannot wait for him to be taken down. And I hope Yaiba Yua does it. And, uh, I even think it'd be a neat arc if, um, much like Gintoku in, uh, in Kamen Rider Build, if she, uh, had a very serious redemption arc and, uh, went through some things before, you know, she was fully back on the side of the angels, so to speak. Uh, that's all I have to say. Hey, if you've got some comments or feedback on this episode, uh, or anything that I had to say, any of the hot takes, controversial stuff I might've said, let me hear it. Let's have it out in the comments. Uh, I'd like to do that. Uh, I'm going to start, I think, going back now that Kamen Rider is legally available in the United States streaming. I'm going to go back and uh, start looking at Kamen Rider one by one from Kamen Rider 1971 on. And uh, I know there's just, the na there's just the 98 episodes there now. But I'm going to start watching those and reviewing those and popping them in here. If Zero One uh, turns unwatchable, I'll leave it alone and just focus on that. Uh, but other than that, I'll probably sprinkle it in um, 
once or twice, well, probably once a week for a while, and then uh, who knows what my schedule will look like after Zero One is over. I might just dedicate myself all to vintage Kamen Rider, and uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. And I'll, I'll also watch all those movies I need to catch up on. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out MJMunios.com for more of my work. Uh, I have other review series. I have another writer cast where I sample all the <clears throat> common writers from uh, the Heisei era, from Kuga to Zio. Uh, don't ask how I did that <laughs> before it was legal. Uh, I also have King, King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, where I review every single episode of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Going Ultra, where I discuss SSSS.Gridman and Ultraman New Generation Heroes, Ultra, Ultra Fight Galaxy New Generation Heroes, and the Netflix Ultraman series as well. I also have Swing Through Comics, where I review and uh, discuss comics, uh, mostly Marvel, mostly early stuff. Uh, I'm going through Captain America right now. I also recently reviewed the Rise of Kylo Ren series. I finished all four of those and have those reviews up there. Uh, I also have a spin-off Star Wars show nested in that channel, Swing Through Comics, called MJ Loves Star Wars, where I talk all about Star Wars. Um, I'm hyped for the High Republic coming up. Uh, I think it's later this year, in 2020. It's like September, October 2020. Anyway, um, I uh, have been reviewing some older books and just kind of talking about some topics, some speculation on the High Republic checking, because I'm excited about all that, so you can see that there as well. Um, and I also have links for all of those things, audio podcast versions of those as well, as my original writing projects on uh, my blog, mjmunios.com. If you like what I do and want to support me, my Coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. I have some writer merch that I've made, so you can look at that and get it if you want. Uh, relevant links below. If you had a good time, like and share this, and leave a comment as well. Sub subscribe, ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.